Uh, it's a good day. Amen. Amen. So I just want to just want to speak and then just, just tie up something that we talked about at the beginning of the year. Um, those of you that were around at the beginning of the year, we were we talked a lot about Job 22 and verse 28. Job 22 verse 28 and says, You shall decree a thing and it shall be established to thee and the light shall shine upon your ways or you shall decide upon a thing and, and it shall be given or granted unto you and God's light will shine on your path. And I want to come back to, to that and, and just tie it up with some of the things. That's something that I ended up on last week where I said you need to look to the future and you need to go for the future. Go for the future. I mean, there's, and, and I want to just bring those two aspects together as we come towards the end of the year. See, there, there is, there is uh, a small phrase that has been going on in my heart over and over again. And it's, 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 I'm winding up. I'm, I'm winding up this year. And, uh, and, and I've just been thinking about just, just really bringing the year to, to the close. And it's a season, it's a moment where in, if you are in, in school, you're trying to finish off the things or for your course and close off. I know some of you have exams. Probably uh, that's why some guys didn't come to church today because of the exams. And it's about closing off the year. Some of you are trying to do the last few experiments because you know for the next two weeks you're not going to be in. So you want to just wind off and just close it off. Um, at work, people are closing projects and budgets. And I've got people that are chasing me at work to say, we really need to know how much money you're still going to spend this year so that we can lock it up for this year. It's about closing off um, the year and, and you've got a project that you're working on. You're saying, have I reached my deliverables for this year so that I can focus on 2020? And while we are in this closing off phase, I want to come back on this concept and say, you shall decree a thing and it shall be established to you. When we opened up the year, we said this year was going to be a year of declarations and we're going to move from glory to glory. Amen. Amen. And those that were there, you know, we've been, we, we, we sang a lot the song, From glory to glory, you are taking us. And then we're singing that because we're saying we are decreeing, we are declaring, we are deciding to move from one phase of glory to another phase of glory. Amen. Amen. Is there somebody in this house who has said, I was here and now I'm here? Is there anybody who says that I've seen a change in my life? I see some hands coming up at the back. Is there somebody who says, you know, I was down but now I'm up? Do I, do I have a witness in the house? Yeah. Is there somebody who says, you know, I didn't have, but now I have something? Is, is, there, is there somebody who says, you know, when I started 2019, I was not sure how it was going to go, but now I'm sure how it's going to go. Yeah. Is, do I have a witness? Yeah. No, because God has been moving us from glory to, to glory. And, you know, we, we made a decision. We made a decision. I think I, I remember I told you about, about this blind Zimbabwean who has flown a plane. Do you remember that? Those that were there. There's a blind Zimbabwean who has flown a plane all the way from the UK down to Australia. Flying a plane and you're blind. And, and uh, why this, was he able to do this? Because he, he, he decided and he said, I'm going to do it. 
So Miles Hilton Barber wanted to be a jet fighter in, in the time of, of, of Rhodesia. But unfortunately, at 17, he started to go blind. But he was determined to say, I still should be able to fly. So when they, he went to, to the pilot school and they said, you can't fly because you're losing your eyesight. And then around 20, 20, 23, 25, he completely went blind. But he has lived his dream because of a decision, the power of a decision. So he found a crazy guy to be his co-pilot, to be the second pilot, and he was the first pilot. He went in to learn how to fly a pilot as a blind guy and flew with this one guy all the way from UK down to Australia. I, I am more touched by the crazy co-pilot. And, and in one of the videos he showed us, he was showing us, saying that there was a big, big plane coming to land and they were on the runway. And the co-pilot is busy telling him, go right, go right. Can you tell a blind guy to go right? Which is right, which is left? There's a big jet coming towards us. Go right, go right. But you know, these guys, they made it. What was more intriguing was he hooks up with a guy. He hooks up with a guy. I can't remember the, 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 the name of the guy. And this guy does not have feet. He does not have full limbs. But this guy always wanted to go deep sea diving. So this guy has eyes. So together they say, you will be the eyes, I will be the hands and the legs. And, and there's this picture of these two guys, one can't see and, and the other that can see saying, oh, I see this nice, beautiful seaweed and, and all these corals and all these beautiful things. They are right down, deep down there. It's the power of a decision. Amen. Amen. That's the power of a decision. That two guys who could have said, oh, we can't experience what it looks like <coughs> undersea, decide to go undersea. And when Miles tells you the story about what they saw, because it's what we saw, his eyes were not seeing it, but his friend was telling him everything. And so he says, I was his feet and his hands. He was my eyes. The power of a decision. And so the scripture says to us, you shall decide on a thing. You shall decree a thing. Okay, so flip to the NIV as well. You shall decree a thing. You shall determine a thing. You shall, you shall say, this is what I want to do. What you decide on, what you decide on will be done. Amen. Amen. And so I want to challenge us as well, as we are closing off this year, to say as much as we started the year with a decision, oh, the year is not over yet. And, and maybe there might be something that you are still saying, I've not seen the fullness of it yet. I want to say to you, there's still about two weeks before the year ends. And a lot can happen in two weeks. But more importantly, you can keep the decision to say, God, if it has not happened now, there is still hope as long as I'm alive. My wife was making us pray at the beginning to say, I shall live and not die to see what the goodness of the Lord. I had to say, declare it. You can make a declaration. You can make a decision to say, I am going to see the Lord's goodness in the land of the living. Hallelujah. Amen. You can make a decision to say, I'm going to see God work for me. 
I'm going to see God work for my family. I'm going to see God move for my people. Amen. Amen. See, God can do it. He doesn't need two weeks. Amen. Uh, you didn't catch what I said. Amen. He, he does not need two weeks. Amen. He, he can do it for you. I, I, I know a brother. I know a brother. He was looking and saying, God, things have suddenly turned for the better. Now, what am I going to do concerning becoming married? And in one week, everything was sorted. <laughs> Court, church, traditional, everything, ceremony, everything. And when you ask him, how did you do it? He says, I don't know, but we did it. <laughs> Why? Because God knows how to make it good. A few weeks later, he was flying out with his wife. Because God knows how to bring things in place. Yeah. And then somebody was just saying, you know, I feel like they've forgotten me at this workplace. And, and others have been give, being given all these wonderful letters of, of what, how good they've been. And, and for me, they seems to have been forgotten all the good work that I did. And lo and behold, a letter for them was a letter of promotion. Yeah. Where they thought they were forgotten. What ended up was a letter of promotion. Why? Because God knows how to remember you. And He does not need two weeks. Amen. 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 And just, just, just prophesy in somebody's life. You have been thinking that the solution to your project is by the work you are doing. God is God is just letting you know it's not by the work you're doing, but it's going to be by somebody you will meet. Amen. It's going to be by somebody you will meet. And that person is going to show you what you need to do. Amen. If you believe it, it's, uh, it's yours to take. Amen. And so sometimes we struggle with our own. But, but I believe for you, it's just going to be by somebody you will meet. Amen. Amen. And let me leave that one there. But I, I want you to decide for the future today. Decide for the future. What is the future? Future is a time to come. And I want you to see beyond 2020. Amen. Amen. I know we're looking forward to 2020. Yes. I, I know many of our plans right now about 2020. I, I know you are already thinking, those of you that make New Year's resolutions, your New Year's resolutions are looking 2020. But I want to challenge somebody to decide for a longer future. Amen. Can I have an amen to that? Amen. To decide for a longer future. Amen. I, I, I was, we were at a, at, a, at a seminar the other day, and, and of course everybody is thinking, what are we going to do for 2020? Because yes, 2020 is just around the corner. But, but, but beyond that, we started saying, can we use 2020 as a launch pad to 2030? What are we going to be in 2030? And some people in the beginning said, ah, 2030 is too far away. But you know what? Why can't we look at 2030 today? What do we want to become in 2030? What do you want to become in 2030? A young sister was asking me, I need to choose, choose a degree course to go to university. But I don't know, I'm confused. Well, choose medicine or chemical engineering. So we started talking. And I said, well, what do you want to become when you're old? 
Because that should determine which course you choose. Because if you choose medicine because it gives you a job, maybe it's not a job you need when you're old. If you choose chemical engineering because it sounds fancy, maybe it's not fanciness you need when you're old. So what do you need when you're old? And they started telling me all these nice things. I want to have fulfilled my goal. I want to have lived a life of purpose. And I said, what is purpose? What is the goal? Because many of us use these big words. My New Year's resolution. But what is a resolution? So I want to fulfill God's purpose. What is God's purpose? Can you define it? What would you have done to have said I fulfilled God's purpose? And so he said, now I need some time to think. I said, you have all the time to think. After a week, she came back and said, I know it. I want to help people. Okay, what kind of people? Because there are all kinds of people that need help. And then she wrote back and said, you're making me think too much. We need to think so that we can see the picture. And as we pray, God can make it even more clear to us what He has in store for us. Because a lot of the things that God wants us to become and to be are right in the inside of us. There is a witness of the Holy Spirit speaking to the inside of us. And if we were to spend some time praying and thinking, tell your neighbor, praying and thinking. Tell them again, you must pray and think. Because being a Christian does not mean you stop thinking. Being, being a child of God does not mean that you just speak in the Holy Ghost. Stop thinking. You must think. You must think. You must pray and think. Believe. And, 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 and go beyond your human abilities. Why? Because you've got the Holy Spirit. You must dig inside of you and find that God-given ability that the Holy Spirit begins to witness. And says, well, maybe it's medicine. Because you want to help people that are sick. And by the time you are old, you're going to just be volunteering yourself to help people who have no medical aid. And says, if that's what you say as fulfilling your goal, as fulfilling your purpose, then go for it. But don't just go because it gives you a job tomorrow. Because there are people who have done chemical engineering and have no job. There are doctors who have failed in the practice. Mm-hmm. Serious. Got an uncle who went all the way from Zimbabwe to the UK to do medicine and failed. We called him doctor, but he's a failed doctor. <laughs> and now he runs his father's businesses doing transport company. That's where his purpose ended up. Not in medicine. He's, he's so rough with people. You wouldn't want him putting a needle on you. But give him a bus, you will fix it. Get it back on the road. Doesn't need to talk to the bus. No, even if he does, it won't hear you. 
but he gets it back on the road. Are you with me, church? Yes. You shall decide on a thing, and it will be. And the light will shine on your ways. So I want to challenge you, church, to make a decision and, and to stick to the decision. This is the word that the Lord, the Lord pressed on my heart. That many a times also people have made a decision on something. But it's about sticking to the decision that becomes a challenge. So in the first part, it's the decision that needs to be made. Decide for a time to come, for a condition of success. And something that you want to see happening. And think about what you are deciding on. And, 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 and what you decide on determines your actions. What you decide on determines your, your actions. And we must find our high calling in God. We must choose for the choices that God would, would want us to be in. Amen. Amen. We must choose for God. But, but beyond the choice, beyond the choice is another challenge. And this is where I want to bring it up to what we've been talking about. Where Paul says, I want to know him and the power of his resurrection. Because when you go down to Philippians chapter 3, verse 13 and 14. Paul says this. After he says, I want to know him. He says, brothers... I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it. But one thing I do. Tell a neighbor one thing I'm going to do. I'm forgetting what is behind. And I'm reaching out. I'm straining out. I'm stretching out towards the thing that is ahead. In other words, I'm looking for the future. I'm reaching out for the future. There are things that are yet to come. There are things that I'm yet to take hold of. And those are the things I'm reaching out for. The things I already have, I have and I rejoice. Praise God. But there is more that I must take hold of. Come on, somebody say there is more. You must decide for the future. You must decide for something bigger. That's why you must pray and think. Because there are things that are bigger. Beyond your imagination. Beyond your thinking. Beyond the things that you have seen. Beyond the things that you have right now. You must stretch. And Paul says, I strain. I strain towards them. Why does he use the word strain? Because the things that Paul wants to take hold of, they are so big, they are so great, that it needs somebody to strain. Somebody shout strain. Strain. Somebody shout stretch. Stretch. Come on, come on, preach with me. Say stretch. Stretch. Oh, right, you got it, bro. Say stretch. Stretch. I need people who are going to stretch. Oh, come on, church, preach with me. Someone who's going to stretch. It's, it's not just that, just being there. No. I, I don't want you just to be another student. No. I don't want you to be another wife. No. I don't want you to be another husband, another man. No. You must stretch yourself. You must go for something bigger. You must 
must go for the future. Paul says, I want to go deeper. I want to know Christ. I want to experience the things that Christ has experienced. I don't want to be just human. I want to be like Christ. And Christ was not human. Hallelujah. He was not just another human being. He resembled the glory of God. He resembled the power of God. He was the express image of the goodness and the mercy of God. And Paul says, that I want to become. So I'm going to stretch. I'm going to stretch towards it. I'm going to go for it. I have decided. I have determined. I have chosen. I have put my mind on it. I have put my heart towards it. I have put my feelings into it. I have put my body into it. I am going to stretch to take hold of the things that Christ once took hold of me. Hallelujah. So I need you church to see God. And to see the possibilities in God. Because with God, all things are possible. Come on, somebody. All things are what? Possible. Your future is possible with God. The next two weeks is possible with God. 2020 is possible with God. 2030 is possible with God. And if Jesus is not yet back, 2031 is possible with God. If Jesus has still not come, 2050 is possible with God. I need somebody who's going to stretch. Stretch for the future. Go for it. There is more in you. I was telling a colleague the other day, and he was, oh, I just don't know how to manage. I don't know what I'm going to do. And I said, you know what? Thank you for all your excuses. There is a lot of potential in you. So from all her crying, she sat up. said, what are you saying? I said, you cry too much. You have too many excuses. I've got three kids. You've got two. My wife works four days a week. You're working four days a week. Come on. You've got a car, husband has a car. You, you, you can do more than you're doing now. Mm-hmm. Says, no, I can't. Say, my, my parents are 1,000 kilometers away or 10,000 kilometers away. And, and, and I don't have grandparents to give my kids, but I manage it. You have grandparents who are close. You can manage also. And her, by the time end of the conversation, she was like, oh, really? Is this how you see me? And I say, yes, I see more in you. And what about you, a child of God? What about you, somebody who has the Holy Spirit in you? Who has got Jesus Christ in you? Philippians chapter chapter 4, verse 13 says, I can do what? All things. I can do all things through who? Through Christ who gives me strength. What about you? You can do all things. You can become that which God wants you to become. Hallelujah. All you need to do is decide to stretch. You guys have caught the message. If we decide to stretch, if we decide to go beyond. I was, I remember one time when I really got my, this this Holy Ghost experience. There was this American preacher who came from a church called Little Rock, a Kansas church somewhere. And he was come and he was preaching. And he said, he said, sometimes to experience the fullness of God, you need to be a bit beyond yourself. Mm-hmm. 
And, and I thought, okay. what does he mean? And he said, actually, it means you need to be like crazy. You need to be crazy if you're going to experience the fullness of God. And I thought, man, this, is, this, was, this was, didn't fit to the doctrine I had been taught. That you need to be wearing a suit and a tie to come to church. Being crazy didn't fit a suit and a tie. And then he went on to explain that you see, people that ex achieve extraordinary things behave crazy. They are not waiting to be normal. Because if you're going to be normal, you just come and sit at the back of the church and go home. Those are the normal people that sit at the back because they don't want to be seen. They don't want to be noticed. But the crazy people, they go to the front. They want to be seen. They want to be noticed. You need to tell them to keep quiet because they are almost preaching when they are not supposed to preach. They, they, are, they want to do stuff. They see the keyboard and they want to go play on it. And the guy has to come around and say, hey, please leave my keyboard alone. These crazy people. And, and these crazy people. And you know, you ask, let's cook. And they are coming even when they don't even know which one is the salt and which is the sugar. They are coming to add in. They are crazy people. Why? Because they are daring to do something. They are stretching themselves. Hallelujah. Yeah. They stretch. They don't just wait to be told or wait to see how it's going to go. I'm just going to wait. I'm just going to chill out and, and see how it's going. No, they are making things happen. In their own way. Hallelujah. Yeah. You don't have to do it my way. But you can do it your way. Because you've got Jesus in you. Yeah. And if you do it your Jesus way, we're only going to see Jesus at the end of the day. Yeah. Are you with me, church? Yeah. But it is the people that are going to stretch themselves for the future. I strain. I reach out. I press on towards the goal. Yeah. I press on towards the goal. And that goal is the thing that he had decided. The thing in God, in Christ, that he had decided on. I press on towards that decision. I press on towards that. I want to win the prize. I love the way he says it. I want to win the prize. There is a prize for you. Every one of us. So don't worry that, that it seems like pastor is running faster than you. You can run your race and win your prize. That is what is important. It is for you to finish your race. Hallelujah. So finish 2019 on a high note. Get into 2020 on a high note. And aim for higher things. And stretch. Somebody shout stretch. Stretch. Come on, you're not shouting it loud enough. Shout it again. Stretch! I want it to go deep in your spirit. That 2020 is a year for me to stretch. Amen. Can you shout it from your gut? Because it's going to take your gut. It's not going to take your mind. This is going to take your gut. No guts, no glory. Tell your neighbor, no guts, no glory. You need to, it needs to come from here. When I, when I started, when I left the university and, and went back into industry, uh, I say I went back into industry for a reason. 
because when I came into the university, my professor said, are you really sure you want to be a researcher? And I said, yes, I, I need to get a PhD. And I said, well, that's not my question. I don't think you will last in research. <laughs> that's what he said to me. And I said, and I said but why? And he said, you are more cut out for industry. <laughs> so, and for sure, all what I was doing in my PhD was asking, how can I make this a business? <laughs> and, and, and so, um, and so when I went back into industry, my professor said, you're going back into the place where you belong. You don't belong in a lab asking fundamental questions. You belong in a, in a place saying, how do we use the science for the benefit? And, and so I was going back. And when I went back, because I'd been so much in, in research and, and with universities where we are discussing and discussing and discussing and discussing and discussing, no decision, just discussing and discussing and discussing, and then we roll out a paper, we put it in a nice journal, and we discuss it, and we discuss it, and we discuss it. You write a review, put it in there for discussion again, and you know, we, we, we just, that's, that's, how in, that's how the university works, right? If we're just, just writing and putting knowledge out there for discussion. So, so one day this VP comes, comes over and says, young man, here we need people who just move on their guts. You've got the knowledge. You've got the detail, but now you just move on your guts. And I tell you, that was just a short conversation that changed a lot of things for me. Because coming back into that mindset, which my professor at the beginning said, you're not cut out for research, was, was, was so powerful to be told that make a decision, trust your guts and just go for it. So I started making some decisions, trusted my gut, including one time when they said, we've got one guy who's so expensive and we need you to phase him out. Man, that was the toughest moment of me stepping out of university into a, into a company. How do you bring me into this and tell me my deliverable for the end of the year is to phase out the consultants? And I thought, and so I was talking to this consultant guy and he started telling me about his family and sometimes I thought, why did I even bother asking him about his family? Because it made it harder to fulfill the assignment. And then the VP came again and said, you've got all the details and all the information. What is needed is some gut. Mm. <laughs> you know, you can do anything when you've got some gut. So I came home. Oh, thank God for a wife who prays. <laughs> she prays more than me. <laughs> so we, we just wanted to go to sleep one day. He says, we need to pray. How do you say, I just want to go to sleep? <laughs> so we pray. And in the course of prayer, something boils up inside of me. And I'm just, just, just got up the next morning, made a plan. Man, that was a gutty plan. Jumped on a plane, went to visit the consultant in France, sat with him and I said, in the next four months, you need to teach me everything you know. I pay you 60K and you're out. <laughs> and the guy looked at me and said, seriously? And I said, yes, it's either this or nothing. And, 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 and that gutty moment made him my friend. We became friends. Even up to today, he said I should come and visit him on his farm somewhere in France to learn how to do healing with horses. I don't know how that works, but I might just take up his offer one day. <laughs> Not for me, but he does healing with horses. But, 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 but you see, the thing is, the thing is, church, I want you to understand this very clearly. 
that if you have no guts, if you have no decision, if you have no goal, you see, goals need guts. Decisions need guts. So you pray, you think, and you determine, and you make a decision. That's what you need, church, to make a clear decision on this is what I, I desire to see of God. This is what I desire to experience. This is what I desire. And once you have decided, once you have determined, you need to have some gut. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You need to have the guts to stand up and go for it. To stand up and stretch. Yes, go for it. Stretch. You need to have the guts to stretch. To go beyond. And he says, I'm going to stretch out towards that goal. And you know what? Paul, Paul is, is a great example of somebody who was so determined. Once he, once he understood his purpose. That he was there to show forth the glory of God. They had to let him down to a basket one day. Because he was preaching and they wanted to stone him. And you know what? After he went out through a basket to run away, he didn't go and stop preaching. He went on preaching. Mm. One guy dies while he's preaching. And Paul says, this matter shall not distract me from my sermon. He goes down, prays for this young man. He gets born, he gets, he rises again, sorry, resurrects from the dead. Paul goes back to the pulpit to continue preaching. I was thinking if it was me, I would have said, end of sermon now, let's have praise and worship the rest of the evening. But Paul was so determined to give his goal, to let people know of the experience of Christ, that he continues. He's on a boat, and the boat is being shipwrecked. You would have thought that Paul would have said, ah, now let me just stop this journey altogether. But Paul says, do not worry, man. None of us shall die. I must get to where I need to get to. <laughs> That's basically the long and short of what he was saying. I need to get to Rome. I need to get there and preach. And while he's even there, he's preaching and they're they are trying to convince him not to preach. And says, no, I need to preach to the highest level of authority in the land. I need to get there. He was determined. Even when prophetic people came and prophesied that you will be bound and thrown into prison. Says, yes, I know. But I know the goal. Mm. I want to experience Christ yes. and the power of his resurrection and, and be a partaker of his sufferings. Mm. Christ is prompted in my heart to go and preach at the highest levels of authority in the land. And if I must suffer things to get there, it doesn't matter. I will get there anyway. Amen. And so I want to say to you, children of God, as you stretch, you must stretch and understand that you need to press on. Hallelujah. Yeah. You must press on. The term press on means to continue going on in spite of difficulty. You continue moving on in spite of difficulty. You continue pressing, pushing, pushing, pushing. In spite of the restrictions, you're pushing. I must give birth. See, I, I, I had the privilege of, of being, of, of delivering my, all my kids. See, the, I, I was so impressed 
when the midwife wrote on the delivery record, delivered, and she wrote her name, assisted, Faraima Posa, Father. It's powerful. It's so powerful. And the second one wrote the same. Man, so powerful. And I was thinking she would write the nurse's name who were there just standing, taking pictures of daddy doing his job. I was just trying to, to keep my wife from biting my hand. And, <laughs> and, and, and right there, delivered. So I have this privilege. But the one thing that impressed me the most was the fact that in spite of the pain, in spite of the, of the difficulty, my wife was there pushing, mm. determined to bring these three little bambinos into the world. <laughs> I would look at her, and sometimes I was afraid, but she would, she would just, when you see this boldness coming on her face, and she would pull my hand, breathe with me. Remember that? <laughs> and, and, I would, and I would breathe. Spotless <laughs> was on her face. She was so determined that this, this baby must come out. Come out alive. We must rejoice today. And then, boom! No, Anotida came out so fast. Where is he? I don't want to get in trouble. He came out so fast. The, the midwife was thinking, oh, we still have a few minutes. And they said, oh, come, he's coming. He said, just hilarious. But, but, but this was a special moment. And then dad was right there to the rescue. And, and, but this determination of my wife's face still sticks in my mind. So sometimes when she said, Anotida, you know, I'm going to preach about you, Anotida, you've got to forgive me. Anotida, you need time. I, I'm just looking, looking at, at, at the little boy, just looking at his mom, and I'm thinking, yes, I remember the day this little boy was born. <laughs> you mean a lot to your mom. And, 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 and it's, it's those, that determination, that, that courage, that, that I'm going to push on. So when the, when the midwife was saying, are you ready to push? And my wife says, I'm ready to push. I'm ready to press. I'm ready to press. I, I just feel that the head, but, but you've got to push. I'm ready to push. I'm going to press on. I, I know that the, the ladies who have given birth will understand this. Because you need to push. And the, the fathers who've been, who've been there and have heard or have seen the story like me will understand it. But, 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 but you know, this is the, the kind of pushing that I want you to know that you need to have. You've got to push. Press on. Hallelujah. Amen. Tell your neighbor, press on. Press on. Press on. So I'm not giving up. I'm not quitting. I'm a child of God. I don't quit. God has something big in 2020. Amen. I don't know what it is. Amen. But, but there's a witness in my spirit that says something big for 2020. I was thinking maybe it was just about the church. But every time I just think I need to tell something, something big in 2020. Amen. Something big in 2020. And so I need you to stretch. If it is stretching your imagination, stretch it. 
If it is stretching your thinking, stretch it. If it is stretching your goals, stretch it. If it is stretching your dreams, stretch it. If it is stretching your marriage to become better than what it is now, stretch it. If it is stretching yourself to be a better wife, a better husband, stretch it. If it is about going for more at work, stretch yourself. Hallelujah. And then the people who are in the prayer team, I heard it this morning in the shower. We're going to pray 2020. Amen. <laughs> We're going to pray. We're going to stretch the prayers. I talking to a friend of mine who says, Farai, we used to pray. And that just ticked me off. How can you say we used to pray? What are you doing now? So, so after we dropped the phone, I started thinking if my friend is saying we used to pray, I said, I don't know about you, but I'm still praying. But if your witness is we used to pray, maybe I need to start checking myself about the level of prayer. And then this morning, it was 2020 is the year for, for some prayer. So we're going to stretch in prayer. Hallelujah. We're going to stretch in prayer. We're going to reach out to the Lord in prayer. We're going to connect with God in prayer. We're going to love God in prayer. We're going to fast beyond what we fasted. Three days, no food. Even in winter. <laughs> ah, God. Some of you are looking at pastor. Are you serious? <laughs> Lock ourselves up somewhere in prayer. So that you don't have to get tired on your bicycle. Seek the face of the Lord. Until God speaks. Until God places stuff in us. Until God delivers our families. Until God sets free our neighbor. Until God wins those souls that we've been trusting God for. We're going to stretch in prayer. And Paul says, I press on. That's one thing I do. I'm forgetting what is behind. I'm straining toward what is ahead. I press on toward the goal. To win the prize for which God has called me heavenward. In Christ Jesus. There is a higher calling. Rise up on your feet with me. Matthew 11 verse 12 says. From the days of John the Baptist. Until now. The kingdom of heaven suffers violence. And it is the violent. That take it. By force. I have explained this text some time ago. It's not to ask you to become jihadis. That's not the violence that has been called about. But it is understanding that there is a warfare that is going on. The devil or Satan is not your friend. He, could, he would kill you at the earliest convenience. He would destroy your home, your marriage, your studies, your work, your business, your children. At the first opportunity. The devil doesn't like you. He never did. He's not your friend. So when he asks you to join him at a binge party. It's not because he likes you. It's not because it's Keselik. 
The devil is out to destroy you. The Bible says the thief comes to kill, steal, and destroy. So the kingdom suffered violence. And it is the violent that take it by force. The violent in terms of those that will wait upon the Lord, stand upon the promises of God, put their hope and their trust in Jesus, will believe in the Lord, will, will stand in the power of the Holy Spirit. It, it is those that will be focused upon the grace of God and the mercies of God to see them through. It is those that are determined to be like Christ, to see Christ being manifest in their lives. These will take it by force. I want you to take hold of 2020 by force. We start now. I want you to end 2019 with a full determination like that of Paul. And so I want you to pray. Just want to give you first opportunity just to pray for yourself as, as the word has come to you. Just pray for yourself. Pray for whatever you you feel moved to pray for. How you feel moved to pray. Yes. desire before God. Bring your prayer before God. In the place of service to the Lord, in the place of your relationship with God, 
in the place of your service in the house. Oh God, Rabbi Shakaya Rabbi speak to the Lord, speak to the Lord, speak to the Lord. Rabbi Shakaya, Rabbi Nandayata, Rabbi Kusato Makatse Terebosh, Rabbi Kusataya Vashara, Inderebo Kusata. Oh, Rabo Koseta Kaha, Rabo Kosaka Ababo Kotsana. All things are possible. All things are possible. All things are possible to Him who believes. To Him who is stretching right now. To Him who is stretching right now. All things are possible. Shikala Rabota, Rico Matana Ababosha. Oh God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Jesus. I want you to make these declarations after me. And you will turn them into prayer as we make them. The first one is from Philippians chapter 3. Philippians chapter 3 verse, verse 14 says, I press on towards the goal to win the prize. I just want you to declare for yourself. and Say, Father, in the name of Jesus, help me to stretch. I stretch towards the goal. I receive your power. I receive your grace to take hold of my goal and to win the prize in the years ahead. In the name of Jesus, I'm winning my prize. I'm winning my prize. I'm taking hold of my test destiny. I'm taking hold of my test destiny. In the name of Jesus. Go ahead and make that your own declaration in your own words. In your own words, declare, declare it. You're taking hold of destiny. You're taking hold of the prize of your high calling, of the things that God has in store for you. Oh God, my Lord, thank you, Heavenly Father. And declare it specifically over the things that you are desiring, over your goals, your dreams, over the things that you have for you in store for you, the things that you have been writing, wishing God for. Your dream of a family, your dream of a job, your dream of your business, whatever it is. Your dream of the ministry and the service you want to render to God. All those goals, you're taking hold of them. And you take hold of them now as you make a declaration. Ah, thou shalt decree a thing and the light of God will shine upon your path. In the name of Jesus. Come on, make that declaration. I will not fail. I will not fail. I will not lose. I will not fail. I will not lose. I will not fail. I will not lose. I decree my success. I declare my victory. I declare that I will make it. I declare that I will go all the way. In the name of Jesus, I will finish. I will finish. I will finish. Make that declaration. Masokarabashai. Remanarabashikeyarabatai. 
I declare that my service to the Lord shall be a sweet sample unto Jesus. Oh, God will delight in my service of Him. I declare of it in the name of Jesus. My life shall be pleasing unto the Lord. My life will be pleasing unto God. My life will be pleasing unto God. I decree and declare in the name of Jesus. I declare I will walk in the will of God. I will stay in the will of God. I will move in the will of God. I will stay under the shadow of the Almighty. I will stay under the wings of God Almighty in the name of Jesus. He is my defense, my right hand and my left hand, the shield of my life. And I stay under Him to fulfill His purpose, to fulfill His calling in the name of Jesus. Oh God, Lord my God. I just want to thank you, Lord Jesus. Thank you. Raise your hand to the Lord. Father, I just pray for your church right now. I decree your goodness to never cease from their lives. I pray that God, they will see your power. They will see your glory in each and every day of their lives. And I pray that God, for 2019, they will finish well. Amen. I decree that you will finish well. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Everything that you have desired for 2019, God will cause you to finish well. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And that 2020 will be your year of lifting up. Amen. It will be a year where you will reach to greater heights. Amen. It's a year for you where you will be stretched, but you will accomplish greater things. In the name of Jesus. Amen. My Lord, I pray against any form of discouragement. Amen. And I speak the power of God yes. over your children. Amen. That gives them strength of God to make it. Amen. None shall fall by the wayside. Amen. But all shall present themselves before you Amen. in Zion. Amen. Thank you, Heavenly Father. I give you all the praise. In the name of Jesus. Amen. And so, Lord, we give you all glory. Amen. 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 Somebody shouts.